Hello, Did... Victoria, and how are you this fine day? Very well indeed. Well, I'm not very well indeed. I've got a... If I was a man, I'd be on a deathbed. If I was a man, I'd be <laughs> on my deathbed. <laughs> are you, are you, do you consider yourself to be, the, to, to be, taught, to be Devon's Beyonce? No, I consider myself to be Devon's Quasimodo at the moment. <laughs> Mitzi Modo. <laughs> along, along with my chum who lives on the corner here, we are both hobbling and we're falling apart, basically. So there's nothing better than having like one ailment and another one joins in so that it impairs your walking. So, your nothing is more boring than someone else's illness. I thought you might find it entertaining that I literally <laughs> am hobbling along. Why and are you at hobbling? The same, um, I've got something wrong with my heel. I've got to see somebody this week about it. Has it started sticking out a bit? I don't want one on its own. I want them both to stick <laughs> out simultaneously. Are you, getting anyway, old, are you getting old woman feet? Like with bunions and corns and all that kind of stuff? It actually isn't old woman feet. I know... I was going to say I know young men who have bunions, but that <laughs> insinuates that I look at young men's feet <laughs> regularly. Yeah, wait, wait, who are these young men? Are they walking around in stilettos or something? I've got a good story about that. I was walking along a street in West Kensington when I saw this very handsome... I noticed a very handsome young man who's really well-dressed, and I noticed him because he was quite tall, and you tend to notice quite tall people. And he was um, smartly dressed walking very happily down the street towards me and I looked down, pair of very jazzy high heels on. This, that, didn't Prince always used to wear high heels? Yeah, but Prince is little. This guy is tall, so um, he was making even more of a statement. Did he look like the guy in those um, insurance adverts? Where he says, <laughs> feel epic. <laughs> I posted on social media a few years ago. There are those things where they make men walk around in high heels and it's rather amusing. Have you seen them? No. Because the men were given this kind of task of walking around on high heels and they're wobbling all over the place. <laughs> and they're what, sort like of Naomi trying to... Campbell? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they're, they're sort of doing it rather more jollily than a supermodel. I think I've told you this before, but in New York every year, in the street, they have like a 100-metre race just for women in high heels. And women have to actually sprint in high heels. It's crazy. <laughs> they should do it for men. That's equality. <laughs> they should. Would you do it, Ben, no, if we all sponsored not. you? No, I absolutely would not. What I mean, was funny I'd... was men kind of trying to do things like stairs and their their ankles would roll out and their feet would just kind of collapse inwards and they'd still <laughs> be there hanging onto walls and stuff. I thought, that's what I look like drunk. <laughs> well, like, like a man. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, a man really, in drag. Really hairy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm drunk. I've grown lots of extra hair that I don't normally have. How did we get here? Oh, how did we get anywhere? Goodness me, that's a big question for a podcast. We're talk. We should be say, talk about what we're going to talk about. Come on, Ben. For once. Right. So, what we're going to talk about no, no, today? No, 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 no. Where are we going? What do we do first? Okay, first we introduce ourselves. <gasps> That's the cat jingle. Was that the world's worst round of applause? Excuse me? <laughs> the world's most grudging and reluctant round of applause ever. I think it's the world's most valid. Okay, was that the, that's a terrible from sound From me effect. to you, you should value that. <laughs> from you to me. <laughs> okay, from me to you. Are we one of the Chuckle Brothers now? <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing chuckly about us. No, that's true. <laughs> and we're certainly lacking in brotherly love. The, right. The chuckling chubbies. 
<laughs> you speak for yourself. <laughs> oh, God, don't start about your muscles. It's really dull. Yawn. <laughs> it's, even more, it's as boring as your illnesses. <laughs> They're fascinating. <laughs> Everyone's fascinating. We're going to get loads of emails saying, can you talk a bit more about your illnesses? <laughs> no, we are not. I guarantee we are not. <laughs> Go on, then. Right. Who the I'm hell are ben you? Okay, well, if you let me finish. I am Ben Ando. I'm a former BBC News correspondent, journalist, um, all-round bad egg. And, um, yeah, now I'm a podcaster. Um, and, um, yeah, Jim that's bunny. me. Oh. Are you a gym bunny? I am a bit of a gym bunny now, yeah. But I go with my daughter, who's a real gym bunny, and she tells me exactly what to do and gives me all these exercises to do. But it works, actually, I have to oh, say. Oh, dear. You're detracting works, from this image you're trying to project of being this kind of strong superman. Oh, my daughter tells me what to do. I know. I'm, there's no image I'm trying to project at all. I am who I am. No, well, don't look at any of his social media, because then it might shatter that dream. Oh, God, don't look at my social media. Yeah, I've got, you, did, did you know I've got webbed toes? No. Yeah, I've got I two... I know you had a hammer toe once. <laughs> hammer time. Um, <laughs> two, two of my... my so, so the one, the two Your toes... Your MC that, hammer. Um, okay, so my two toes... I'm, I'm only looking at them now. My two toes next to my big toe are slightly conjoined. It's a genetic fault in my family because my nephew um, has it as well. Does that mean you can swim better? I, 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 as it happens, I am a good swimmer, but I don't think it's because of that. They're not actually kind of webbed in the so way that... Are you so good that you never go swimming? They're not webbed in a sort of Norfolk or Cornwall way webbed. I mean, they're just kind of slightly, slightly conjoined. Oi, don't diss my yard. You're in Devon, not Cornwall. Devon people hate Cornish people. I can see Cornwall out the window where I'm sitting. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I can see clearly now the rain has gone. <laughs> I can't ever... Once I heard someone singing a kind of little parody of that saying i can see deirdre now lorraine has gone <laughs> <laughs> and i only ever think about it like that <laughs> is that deirdre out of coronation street why deirdre do i find barlow. that funny no, deirdre rashid nae barlow okay forget deirdre forget lorraine it's victoria mitzi here i'm a journalist i'm a bit ill I'm oh, a God. dancer, a prancer, a trained fitness and dance instructor. I am a Devon housewife a bit now in this strange situation. And obviously we are podcasters. Did you just say you're a housewife? Is there some news that you've got to share with us? Ring, ding, 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 ding. Why are you singing the... that? Well, have there been nuptials? Is that why you're a housewife? Oh, I see. No, no, oh, I call that just a domestic drudge. It's, it's all under the same umbrella, isn't it? <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> what does wife say to you guys? What, As, what? I tell you what, in the case that we've got coming up, the mantle mm -hmm. of wife is possibly something you don't really want to covet. That's a good point. Yes, very well said. So what are we going to talk about today? It's one of your to, babies, isn't it, Ben? Today, yeah. We, so we are a little bit later on. We're going to talk about a case that um, uh, I covered about ten years ago, actually eleven years ago, of a, a very, very wealthy investment banker who killed his wife, and she was found strangled to death at their home. Um, and in the subsequent 
uh, investigation, it was discovered that she had been having affairs with two, possibly three men. He also had a mistress and had been squirrelling her money away before before she was killed and he was put on trial for murdering her and that's one case we're going to talk about we are also going to talk about um shall i take over oh yes okay shall i take over just because it's my patch um an (laughs) outbreak an outburst of violence in the county of devon yeah, but I was going to say, what I was going to oh. say was that mm. we're going to also be drawing parallels between uh, Dennis Nielsen, who uh, is the subject of a, a sort of a, a kind of dramatic reconstruction that we've been watching, and uh, another very famous serial killer from the United States. And then we can start on your thing. We can start on my thing. I love the Let's way that we can't thing. just hand from one person to the other. It's not done like that on You Didn't but- Let Me Finish, is it? No, well, we're really awkward about it, and it's yeah. always clumsy oh, and a terrible gear change. We have to claim change. it, but I was going to... It's always a bit like, I was going to... Me, everyone, me, but me. <laughs> Talking of which, actually, we managed to collaborate with other big podcasters, so we'll tell you a bit more about that in a minute, if you haven't already seen it on our... I'd say our socials, plural, but we've only got one social, which is Twitter, really. Until we get a website and the advertisers come out of the cupboard as what? well. What other socials could we have? Do you think we should have a Facebook page or something? The oh my god! Is- all the other website, all the other podcasts have got. Oh, not that I'm comparing, but they've got a <laughs> they've got a website that you have to go through. By the way, if if you're, I know that other podcasters who we mostly love have websites but you have to click on the web can i just say it drives me nuts because i think well have a quick listen because i've seen them around on twitter have a quick listen. click the website click a link click another link click another link click another link lovely artwork and everything like that but um i just think go straight you know straight to the horse's mouth yes go straight to um the link which takes you to any platform that you listen to your favorite podcasts on basically so if we ever get a website mm. then what we'll do is make sure it's one click to listen is that what you're saying that is true, yes. Uh, but it, and, but isn't, yeah. isn't the whole point of these click, click, clicks that you're supposed to see an advert each stage of the way and that's how they fund them? Yes, to our merch. To our merch. What merch could we have? <laughs> well, I, I think there should be a, a, a you didn't let me finish Victoria Mitzi face mask. <laughs> with, 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 which you can put on during lockdown that has your, your mouth on it scowling. I'm locked down because you didn't let me finish. <laughs> And T-shirts saying, I'm a numbskull for you. <laughs> you didn't even let me start. <laughs> I'm finished. How about, yeah, I mean, a T-shirt with you didn't let me finish. Um, How about an underpants note. selection? But I suspect that most people seeing a T-shirt that says you didn't let me finish would not necessarily think about our podcast. They might think about some other thing that was being <laughs> Especially if it was printed on the underpants. You didn't finish me off. <laughs> I'll finish you off. <laughs> don't leave me hanging <laughs> don't leave while i'm hanging <laughs> okay so come on tell me all about talking the crimes of which in your that patch. moves on to some of the crimes in my patch oh no i was going to say just to tie up the um the podcast thing that most podcasts your average now have facebook website twitter, twitter. instagram Instagram, that's a big one that we're missing out on. And we haven't even started our live stuff yet, have we, Ben? We haven't, no. That's, that's a threat. <clears throat> that's a real okay. threat. <laughs> yes, yeah, so this weekend, it's all been going on, firstly in Plymouth, no, actually in, in date order, on 
Saturday, the early hours of Saturday morning, some violence in which children were involved and, and fractured skulls were a result of it. Children were happen. allegedly involved. Teenagers oh, okay. arrested over paint and fractured skull attack. A group of teenagers have been arrested over an assault that left a man with a suspected fractured skull. Police said three men in their early 20s were thought to have suffered serious head injuries in Paynton, in Devon, in the early hours of, oh, my mistake, Friday. Police said four teenagers aged between 14 and 16 had been arrested on suspicion of grievous bodily harm with intent. And what was your reaction to that, Ben? Wow. Blimey, it's all kicking off in Devon. It's, uh, I mean, kids, really? Goodness me. But the thing is, I mean, the victims, there's three men who are in their early 20s who are victims, and the arrested are four teenagers aged between 14 and 16 and a, com- a mixture of boys and girls. And I'm thinking, goodness me, these kids in painted have... Wow. Well, we were going to connect this to lockdown violence, but I do think that there's something else. I don't know what your patch in the UK is like, Ben, um, other than I do know that there are constantly on all these um, social media groups around here. There are very young kids sort of swearing at people and, you know, conducting themselves in an antisocial fashion. And I know having moved from London a year ago, that was something which constantly went on. I mean, there were times when I couldn't leave my door because kids were steaming up and down the street, fighting each other and stuff where I used to live. Well, in London, really? Yeah. And I'd watch it out of my window. I mean, the the kids around here sort of, I don't know, they they sometimes go skateboarding, but that's kind of quite nice. I don't think that's a problem. You wouldn't know, even if they were bashing each other over the head, though. I mean, mean, bearing in mind I live in sort of like rural Cambridgeshire, where the, 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 the most aggressive thing a kid might do is sort of like, you know, drive his punt into yours or something. Is that a euphemism? No, 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 if you're out punting on the River Cam... Do you, for our for our international friends, might they not know what punting is? Um, yeah, so punting is a punt is like a flat-bottomed wooden boat that's long and thin that you sit in, and it has a platform at one end, and you use a stick, which is called a punt, to push the bottom of the um, to the river and push yourself along. So you don't have oars or a motor or anything like that. You just use this this long pole. It's a, it's not dissimilar to a gondolier except that punts are flat and ugly whereas gondolas usually are quite sort of ornate and attractive ugly punt and the oh no actually a gondolier i think it's just it's like an oar though isn't it it's not um it's not a punt you don't push the bottom of the water but the thing about the punting there so here's my top tip for anybody who's thinking about going punting is when you push you push down and don't try and steer as you push just push for thrust then as you bring the punt back up ready for your next push you use it as a sort of an oar then to steer yourself because people make the mistake of trying to push and steer at the same time and then they get into all sorts of trouble right i'm sure no one wants us to know that oh okay well cut um, it out then. <laughs> fuck you very much <laughs> Plymouth stabbings. Five people have been injured in an attack near a pub in Plymouth. Police were called just after 10 o'clock on Saturday night, just gone, when one of the victims suffered potentially life-changing injuries during a stabbing. Two women were also hit by a vehicle, so it's carnage on this one street in Plymouth, and the suspect, who was known to the victims, aged in his 50s, fled the scene by the time police arrived but was later arrested and then uh, one of the women suffered serious but not life-threatening injuries while the other was left with minor injuries and they're in Derriford Hospital very near to where I live. So are these incidents that we've talked about before where we're seeing this kind of 
build up of frustration and lockdown anger or is this something different because you know obviously these are live cases we aren't going to speculate we're not mentioning any names or anything like that but what we are saying here is that I mean in in both these cases first of all in this case it does say the suspect who's aged in his 1550s was known uh, to the victims um, so that that kind of suggests possibly that there was some kind of a a dispute that may have been going on and this may have been it reaching some kind of a culmination well, um, the I other think, one you, yeah the other one you talked about the group of teenagers that sounds to me much more like it could just be this kind of low level aggression that you've mentioned where you have um, that you've mentioned where people are um just perhaps i mean this whole joke about be kind to each other no one's being kind to each other at the moment everybody's utterly fed up on I a very short fuse. that that's a very good connection because i noticed hashtag be kind come out just before everybody was sort of being sacked <laughs> over yeah. lockdown and then yeah. you'd sort of you know tell your boss you were struggling a bit working from home and then they'd just sack you yeah, but but this is the thing. I mean, when somebody is kind of a bit fired up and a bit riled, the one thing that they don't want to hear is you saying "calm down." The one thing that's guaranteed not to calm them down is you telling them to calm down. And it's like this big whole "be kind." I think the one thing that's guaranteed to make us all be total shits to each other is you know sanctimonious wankers on social media saying hashtag be kind but do you know who shit. i saw doing that was the biggest <laughs> like literally the biggest wankers and i just thought and and you can't really let rip because you look a bit bitter on twitter don't you <laughs> bitter on twitter you are bitter on twitter <laughs> i'm not i'm nice much nicer than i want to be oh that's true Imagine you are that. you, you, yeah everybody thinks I'm, everybody thinks you're a really nice person i know what a cow you are nobody knows what wind-up merchant you are and there's no way on <laughs> anyone's life that i'm cutting that out <laughs> Either way, before we go on to our big Kahuna case today, I'd yeah. like to I'd like to say no. Do you know where I wanted to go? Talking of Twitter, the um, our abuse, our Twitter abuse. Oh, go on then. Oh, and I want to hear about this. Oh well, you know that um, there was one particular guy who we both remembered in that we were chatting about oh, it, weren't yeah. we? Ben? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah. He wouldn't leave it alone and criticise some some pronunciations, which no true crime hang podcaster on, hang on. No, no, has no, no. ever it's, it's, made. It's not pronunciation; it's pronunciation. I knew we'd go here. I knew we'd go here. <laughs> you know some words that you think, like like franglais words. You never know yeah. quite how French to be in them without what, looking like, like a complete knob. <laughs> Les no, Rose you always Booth. use French. You used one in one of our podcasts. It oh, was the yeah, you did. No, you did, and you used was it, it a like je seriously. Ne sais quoi? No, it was it was kind of worse <laughs> than that. You were like, "Ooh, the nom de plume in that circumstance." I was like, <laughs> "Come off it!" Uh, uh, did I use that much to your chagrin? Exactly. It was just like <laughs> that. Anyway, this chappy who am I allowed to read his Twitter handle out? Um, you could I'd, sort of. I don't know. I mean, I don't see I why not. At, is at, it, it's not a real person, is it? Let me talk. Don't no, let what me I mean, finish. It's not a real name. Um, I don't know if you should read his Twitter. Name. I don't think you should. Let's say it's at John L. He knows what his name at John L. Star or, star star. No, star, no, no. Star, no star. Let's just say it's a bit like Bobby Bonkers. Okay, yeah, that's right. That's a good way to do it. So let's call <laughs> let's call him Bobby Bonkers for okay, the sake of it. Okay, let's call him Bobby Bonkers. So when I saw some quite aggressive tweeting going on, I just sort of had a quick look at the Twitter handle and thought, hmm, maybe we should be careful here. But what did Ando <laughs> think? What did you think then, Ben? 
when you saw that. What was your immediate reaction to him criticising us? Go on, tell all. <laughs> my, my immediate reaction was, you can all go and fuck yourselves. I don't care. <laughs> that was actually the funniest thing that you've done in about five years. Oh, thank you. I was about to go to bed and I saw an irate old man who clearly hadn't had his biscuit fixed that evening. <laughs> Nobody had brought me milk and biscuits. <laughs> Horlicks. You've been missing your Horlicks. And uh, so what? then I delved a bit deeper into bonkers Bobby's <laughs> sack. <laughs> and um, so he was like, you didn't pronounce this right. You didn't pronounce that right. And I just sort of left that. Ben made some death threats quickly in the meantime. <laughs> I said, it looks like he might be suffering. So I sent you a quick text, didn't I, saying... yeah. Uh, I think there might be some issues here. And then you were like, do you want me to delete it? And I was I was crying with laughter when I was sort of <laughs> thinking, no, I really don't want you to delete that because it's too funny. And you're never funny anymore. <laughs> so um, so then what, what ensued was me investigating his Twitter feed. And it seems that he has a, a hang up about pronunciation. A bit like you, Ben. <laughs> And um, and one of the tweets that followed was, I have started learning the national anthem of Kenya. Which will be the 57th national anthem in my repertoire. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, most national anthems are just tunes anyway. I mean, there's no words to La Marseillaise, are there? I love the way that you don't think it's at all odd that this guy is learning <laughs> national anthems. <laughs> That's that's not the odd bit. Can he hum them all? I mean, I don't know. Maybe you should follow him. So maybe he can whistles tell him to them. Fuck off on a daily basis. <laughs> 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 when things don't go your way, you can just quickly abuse him on Twitter. <laughs> Having said that, the point is, he was right. We did get the pronunciations wrong. But at the end of the day, I don't give a fuck. Okay, just to be crystal clear on this, I'm not working. You know, I'm not. I'm not working for the BBC now. This is just me. I'm saying the names as they're written. If it's wrong, fuck you very much. I don't care. If you don't want to listen, listeners. don't listen. Ben yeah, I mean, is you know, unleashed. You, you know, you kind of know who I'm talking about. If it, but but some some pronunciations, yeah, particularly you know people who's. You know, language is first language is not English. So this, the one he was particularly critical of, is a couple of weeks ago we talked about somebody who I think was Polish or Bulgarian or something who was murdered, and I, I, I think we, I think we both said the name about three different ways during the podcast, but it has it's one of those Polish names with a zillion different consonants all next to each other. Well, it's quite hard unless you speak Polish to know. If I was at the BBC, yes, I would have gone to the BBC pronunciation <laughs> guide and sorted it all out. But I don't have to now because I don't okay. work for the BBC. Can't I, I can't rant down. over. Okay, Calm rant down. over. Having Thank said you. that, we really love your feedback. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off! <laughs> yes, we do. We, we really get, love it. We should get a shouting <laughs> fuck off jingle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> See, watch our listeners tail off. Fuck, 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 Just call oh. it the Fuck You podcast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, like one of those local radio jingles, like a local radio jingle with for those DJs where their their, their names are always two Christian names together, like you know Tony John, David Paul. <laughs> we have fuck off, fuck you all, fuck you really very cool. much. <laughs> yes, fuck fuck fuckity fuck. <laughs> fuck you podcast. <laughs>
Fuck off. Ben's not at the BBC. Guess what? Fucking ace. <laughs> yeah, but you still are. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. <laughs> hey, listen, listen, listen. Um, Go on. The meat of our podcast today. Let's yes. move on. <laughs> Stop okay. laughing, you. It's making I'm, my I'm nose run. <laughs> they laughed when I said I wanted to do a podcast. They're not laughing now. <laughs> I'm now not. That's, that's Bob Monkhouse's famous line, isn't it? They laughed when I said I wanted to be a comedian. They're not laughing now. I always think that's brilliant. <laughs> oh, homage to but, but Bob. One, one of Britain's Bonkers best Bobs. Bobby. One of Britain's <laughs> best Bobs. He was a, class, he was a, he was a top Bob. <laughs> go on, go on. Okay, let's introduce what, this, shall we? What, you want me to list my best bobs? No. Okay. Bob I job. Know. I won't list Bob Carroll G's. And Bob Monkhouse. Bob the Builder. Bobby Davro. Uh, right then, so I t- what we're going to talk about now is a case... Um, Bobby Charlton. That, um, I covered... I'm still going. ...back in 2009. And this was um, <clears throat> the case of... Um, uh, so, so in November 2008, the body of uh, Kate Ellerbeck was found at her home, her sort of, you know, um, her, <clears throat> her, you know, sort of 600,000 pounds suburban house, as the Daily Mail would phrase it. And um, uh, her husband, Neil Ellerbeck, was arrested um, and charged with murder. Now, they lived in sort of North London in Enfield and... Uh, he, during the police investigation into what happened, he had told the police that he'd just gone out and then dis- returned and she had been found dead. However, the police discovered that he had been bugging her. He had put, um, he had been recording, uh, he had been bugging her phone calls, reading her texts. He had um, put like a tracking device uh, on her car uh, and he had discovered that she had been having an affair with her son's tennis coach and an affair whose name was Patrick and also an affair with a childhood sweetheart that she'd kind of rekindled things with who was called Martin. Um, he also discovered that possibly she was thinking of having an affair with a third person although although that was talked about during the trial it was never actually confirmed that um this third relationship was consummated and she had been talking in these calls that he had recorded she had been talking about leaving him uh, she had been talking about how the marriage was dead and how the, the I mean certainly particularly in the case of the son's tennis coach she talked about how um, he'd reawakened things in her that she never knew she had she'd said that she was somebody who could just kind of take or leave sex but then with him he had sort of like I mean, it's quite graphic, but he had sort of touched her in ways she had never been touched before, and so on and so forth. I imagine it must have been quite galling for um, investment banker Neil Ellerbeck to sort of read how his wife was basically getting much better sex from the son's tennis coach. Um, well, maybe he anyway, shouldn't snoop then. Well, he shouldn't have snooped. I'm with you on that. He, nobody should snoop, really, um, unless they're a member of the security services, of course. Um, so anyway, well, he's... Uh, he, so he starts, so what he does, he then has his own affair with a, a an, an old flame of his. It's a woman who he'd met during the course of his work um, some years before. The, the relationship had then sort of basically, you know, petered out. They'd become platonic friends, but then they kind of re- rekindled their romantic uh, affair in the, in the late sort of 2006, 2007 sort of period. And 
Um, so what he did was she had a friend and he, this friend had kind of like a, a, a bank account that didn't have any money in it that was just sitting there. So he started transferring large sums of money into this account, like sort of 500, 600 pounds every day. So it rapidly built up to have sort of, you know, at least, I think it was something like 150,000 pounds in this, this kind of secret account that he had. So <clears throat> the police quickly discovered that he was squirrelling money away into an account where presumably he hoped that any divorce lawyers would never find it. Um, she was um, busy having sex with the tennis coach, having sex with her old friend and possibly having sex with uh, a third party. Was she um, actually then, having sex with them all at the same time, do you know? Um, what, in the same room? <laughs> oh, God, my brain isn't even capable I, of being that racy. I, I, I don't think there was a Mrs. Ellebeck spit roast, put it that way. Oh, crikey O'Reilly, Ben. Was have I have I gone no, too I far? Meant, Is that... Was it similar? To... Oh God! How do I phrase this without getting myself into hot water? Yes, was no, she was she are... um, juggling yeah, she... all the balls at the she... same time? <laughs> Did you mean to say that? <laughs> what one yes. hand in each? Um, yes. <laughs> Yes, as far as I can... Yes, I think the evidence was that she was conducting two simultaneous affairs with different men, certainly, and there was the possibility of a third affair as well. OK, that's what I wanted to know. Thank you. Good. Um, so, anyway, so they he is charged with murder. So, so she, when her body was found, um, the pathologist's examination revealed that she had... Um, uh, a number of injuries over her body, severe injuries to her neck, and also um, evidence that she had been strangled to death. What what's just was described as um, a, a death from asphyxia brought on by manual compression of the neck. Okie dokie. And, and so so that was the well sorry that was the cause of death. Um, extensive injuries uh, throughout the muscles of the neck, down the spine as well, and she had this thing called a petechial hemorrhage. These are little spot-like hemorrhages that show um, that there must have been at least 20 to 30 seconds of sustained pressure on the neck. So that is clearly what you would call Can I ask about these strangling. injuries? Because you were obviously yeah. in court, weren't you? Yes, were yes, you yes. In court? Uh, which yeah, court yeah. was it? Old Bailey. Oh, okay. Our old chum, the old Bailey. Our old, old chum. The other injuries, were they pertained by this, achieved by this strangulation? No. So the, the the strangulation was the cause of death. The other injuries were um, were not as severe, and they were um, categorised as sort of moderate to severe force. So what seems to have happened is that there was a violent confrontation between Neil Ellebeck, the accused, and his his um, frisky wife Kate Ellebeck. He then clearly um, there is a there is a, a violent confrontation between them i mean we don't know if he sustained any injuries in this but she certainly was was struck and hit and then she was strangled to death and that's how she died right and what ensued in the case then well so i mean after this this attack Ella Beck went on and collected their 10-year-old daughter from a school entrance exam and he and during the you know during his interviews with police he insisted that she had been alive when he left her um now he went on trial um again he you know he, he claimed that um uh, he had not killed her uh, the prosecution i think clearly showed that he had um but the prosecution was seeking to have him convicted of murder you know, the definition of murder, as you will know, is if you um, 
do someone you know such harm as they die while intending to either kill them or cause them very serious harm their case was that you can't try to strangle somebody if you're not you know even you can't even hit them you know you can't you know physically assault somebody and then strangle them and hold your hands around their neck for 20 to 30 seconds which is what these sort of little spots of blood revealed um, if you're not intending to either cause them very serious harm or kill them which is you know prima facie the definition of murder However, what what's interesting to me is that the jury actually would not did not acquit uh, did not convict him of murder. They acquitted him of murder, but they convicted him of manslaughter. They accepted his version of events, theoretically, which was that yes, they they they, they had a violent confrontation, but he did not intend to kill his wife. Right, uh, and, and yeah, and. and, and and so um, and, um, I was. I remember being really surprised by this because I think, you know, I've been there with, um, I think, Jeremy Britton, who is the old Bailey producer for the BBC, an old friend of mine. Um, big another shout out if you're listening, Jeremy. Yeah, big shout out to Jeremy. And, you know, p- people like, I think, JP was the um, uh, old Bailey court reporter for PA at the time. And, you know, we, we'd always always obviously talk about these cases. And I think, you know, all of us were of the view that, if you know, if there was ever a sort of a a clear-cut case, this was it. Uh, but the jury, and, and you know, at the end of the day, the, it's the jury who have to decide these things. The jury decided it was manslaughter. They, Do you remember the jury <clears throat> at all? No, I don't remember exactly what the makeup was. There wasn't was any men sort of women. any features that stood out at all. No, no, no. There was no, no, no juror with sort of like an artificial nose or three heads or anything. Um, <laughs> but but what 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 interested me in this case was that the jury clearly decided i mean my recollection was that there were actually now i do remember there were more women than men on the jury and i think oh, that was one of the reasons which i want to know and that's i think that that's one of the reasons why i think we all thought that you know elebeck was done for that it was bound to be a murder conviction and when the, the when the um, the the, the uh, verdict came in and it was it was not guilty of murder but guilty of manslaughter we were all really really surprised and i don't know because none of us knows what goes on in the jury room but i wonder whether this is again a case of society kind of victim blaming and effectively the jury deciding that yes he did kill her but they believed him that he didn't intend to actually kill her when he attacked her and that he was perhaps driven to it by her behavior Okay, so we're, are we going to summarise now? Yeah, I mean, you know, he so he was sentenced to, I think, um, yeah, he was sentenced to eight years in prison. Uh, he'd already served, I think, um, nearly a year on remand waiting for the trial to come up. And so he served another three years in jail and was released on licence at the halfway point through his uh, his um, uh, term, as, 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 as most people are. He'd been a, a model prisoner. He hadn't done anything wrong in jail, so he was... Um, he was released sort of early for good behaviour. When you say and model so, prisoner, I've got these images of him doing a photo shoot in jail. Photo shoot. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, yeah, checking the watch, looking at friends, <laughs> saying hello. Like one of those, like like a catalogue model. Suit jacket <laughs> over shoulder. Yeah, <laughs> jacket over shoulder. That's a good one. I'm going to add that to my model repertoire. Thank you. Blue steel. Um, sorry? Blue steel. Well, you used to be a model. You know about all these poses. Don't you know Blue Steel? What? Blue Steel. It's from Blue Zoolander. Steel. I've never heard of Zoolander. Oh, oh my Zoolander, God. the film. I've never seen that film. I want to watch You've it. You've got to see it because he does Blue Steel, which is a model pose. 
What is blue steel? You've got to Google it now. Google it now. <laughs> okay. What, is it not more funny if you describe it? I say it? that every episode. I'm annoying myself with Google it now. I'm going to say, search it online. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's not the actual gest- the act of fact that we're sort of literally kind of doing our research as we go along like a pair of complete amateurs. Shh, it's more the people. fact that... that, that yeah. No, Blue we, we, listen, I set everything up. I set the goal up. There you go. Yeah. Bow. Back of the net. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've just go- I've just I've just searched online for blue steel pose. Uh, so, <laughs> Zoolander's famous blue steel pose. He looks a bit like Gary Glitter, with oh. sort of like raised eyebrows and pursed lips. Okay, on this case, can I actually talk now? Yes, you can. Well, You've been talking start. ages. You've been, You've been talking yeah. for ages. Okay, what does my daughter says? She goes, "This is so long. It's becoming so boring." <laughs> She's right. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's a critic these days. <laughs> yeah, if I don't get it from you, I get it from her. Age four, <laughs> bruiser. Age four. Um, the guy, right, what you've just picked up on is a sort of judgment of her behaviour, of Catherine's behaviour. What you didn't mention, I think, was their ages. They're both 40, I didn't they were both 46 at the time. I didn't mention that, you are correct. And I was quite interested in that. I guess that she was much younger, but she, they were both the same age. And the other thing was that if there were more women on the jury, it's quite a surprise because this woman was clearly being judged in a societal fashion during this case because a lot of people were surprised by the fact that he got he came out after such a short time of three years and that the the sentence was made to manslaughter yeah i mean well actually i am going to disagree with you on this because my experience is uh, that juries that have a larger number of women uh, i feel are actually much i don't know how can i say this judgmental well, they're much more likely to convict. I mean, whether they're judgmental, judgmental has a sort of a, is a word which sort of has connotations. I'm not sure whether they're judgmental or whether they're much more willing to uh, convict someone. Uh, that's what I've found is that generally speaking, that if a jury has more women on it, it seems to be more likely to convict. Well, do you think they've all got PMT at the same time? No, I don't think that. I, but I, maybe women are just more practical and realistic about the criminal justice system and they're a bit less um, airy-fairy and flouncy and often men kind of get sucked into this idea of thinking about, well, you know, um, we've got to bear, bear, in size all, bear in mind all sides of this, whereas women are more focused on who is the real victim here and the victim is the victim and maybe the accused uh, needs less consideration than... than they're sometimes given well, what I think gave me a little system. bit of a, a red light warning in the judges summing up was that red he... light spells danger <laughs> was <laughs> that he mentioned the achievements of Neil Ellibuck's lifetime achievements which I thought <laughs> is that actually relevant in in this case no you know well, it was almost any, any... like yeah any defence lawyer is going to say as much as they can to sort of mitigate and to um, kind of get the jury on the side, aren't they? As you said it, defence lawyer, yes, but judge. I thought that was quite an interesting sort of line of... that he'd obviously taken that on board in this guy's sentencing. And that all together with this woman, as you said at the beginning, you know, racy Lucy or whatever you called her, you know, that... that it, she was described as flirtatious in court. 
Yeah, but he was described as a controlling man who oh, yeah, totally. was obsessed with power. And there wasn't so much of that being played up as... I mean, obviously, I'm just reading a summary, so you tell me if I'm wrong in these kind of... in You know, in this sort of intonation or deduction. But at the same time, also, he was back with his kids, this man who clearly gone on... I mean, it wasn't... It was confirmed that he had strangled her, but he was back with his kids after three years. I mean, how are you going to feel that, that your mother's been murdered and he's now their carer in the same house i mean obviously that was a daily snail article so (laughs) you know it's obviously factual and impartial but at the same time i think these points are relevant yeah for sure i mean there absolutely and clearly uh, assessments were done psychiatric assessments will have been made and he will have been interviewed and i mean uh, it was decided that he was um, a, a safe person to be, um, you know, look, with these children. Of course, the children themselves have grown up in the time that he was in prison, and um, will have been visiting their father while he was in jail. One assumes, um, yeah, it, it's 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 an interesting case for those reasons, and I, I do think. But I'm interested. So this is this happened. This all happened eleven or so years ago, and I'm wondering now whether, in the same circumstances, whether. Um, if somebody were to uh, be that, whether we would be as judgmental about a woman having multiple affairs now as we were then. And I don't know. Right. And also the aspect of people saying things in cases which involved things like S&M, which have they've been featured in many true crime podcasts because they are sensational type of cases. In well, also, that, I mean, one of the one of it, the sort of standard defences now is, oh yeah, it was a sex game that went wrong. I mean, that's that's become a really standard defence since since sort of like Fifty Shades of Grey and sort of like S and M has kind of come out of the closet, if you will. And actually, um, it's been talked about in Parliament since you know because you cannot a, a sex game that gone wrong that's gone wrong does not excuse murder. And in some cases, it looks like it's affecting the sentencing of predominantly males. Yeah. So, um, a contentious topic. No, absolutely. It's a very contentious topic, which is exactly why we should talk about it, I think. I mean, certainly, uh, the the, the defence of sex game gone wrong has become, you know, very, very hackneyed and very, you know, I've seen it in lots and lots of cases recently and thought, you know, oh, here we go again, sort of thing. One tiny little detail, though, that I just want to finish up on the Elibet case with, because we've we've done that now, um, is that I've just remembered looking through my notes, which is this guy is a multimillionaire investment banker. He's squirrelling away hundreds of thousands of pounds to try to avoid um, paying his wife but on the on the morning that he killed her uh, the the evidence was that he went and bought in, into Enfield and bought a lottery ticket and I'm thinking so yeah. he's a multimillionaire he still wants to play the lottery to see if he can win even more and I'm, I'm quite surprised that that didn't make the jury oh. turn against him he wants to somehow boost it yeah, you know, he's a multi-millionaire gone. investment banker, but there's still not quite enough. Still wants to win that lottery. <gasps> Where does it end? Where does it end? Absolutely. So moving on, um, yeah. we were Jeffrey going Dahmer, to... Dahmer, Jeffrey... Yes. Jeffrey Nielsen and Des Dahmer. <laughs> Okay, well, so I mean, I think it's just really interesting. So, um, Victoria and I have been really enjoying recently the um, the, the drama um, or kind of dramatic reconstruction of the questioning uh, of Dennis Nilsson, the um, serial, the London serial killer, um, that starred David Tennant as uh, 
Dennis Nielsen and uh, Daniel Mays as the police officer who is investigating. Um, and it wasn't sort of like, I mean, there's, there's been some criticism online and people saying, oh, you know, you should have shown the murders. It's not gory enough. But actually, I mean, the, the point they took of it was the moment of his arrest, at which point he was very cooperative with the police. And there was a sense that he he actually almost wanted to get caught. And in fact, as we said last time, one of the most telling lines in it is where the police say to him, why did you do it? And he says, well, I was rather hoping you could tell me because he always maintained that he didn't really know why he killed these young men. So Dennis Nielsen, this is the drama we've been watching. Yes, and, and I wanted to just say about these cases that Oddly enough, one of the true crimey things morphed into this Jeffrey Dahmer documentary because I actually, I think I looked up the interview that Dennis Nilsson did with ITV. Yeah, He actually did a, a proper interview that was quite contentious and they tried to pull it. I just, is that ITV? Did you see it? No. Oh, it was Central Television, actually. And... Um, he was doing an interview with Central Television and then um, Jeffrey Dahmer's documentary came on or whatever, some kind of... It was an interview with him. And I just sat back and I thought, hang on, number of victims, quite similar. Times that they were operating, 78 to 91, Jeffrey Dahmer, uh, 78 to 83, Dennis Nilsson. And the way that they're... Obviously, they were both preying on gay men and they both had a fascination with bodies, body parts, or the gore and the, the dissection, etc. So quite a lot of parallels to be drawn. Plus, uh, they were both... Nielsen was a former police officer and in the armed forces as well. He was a chef in the armed forces. And yes. Jeffrey Dahmer was... He was a, Jeffrey Dahmer was in the army. Yeah. Did you know that? I didn't know. Yeah, so um, those are the parallels. And I just thought that they were kind of uncanny, really. And also the way that they they were in the same age group, which often is the case, apparently, when it comes to serial killers. Did you know this, Ben? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sort of same racial demographic and same Mm -hmm. social demographic as well as age. So, yeah, Yeah. those are those two. And um, both very exceptionally creepy, actually. Except Dharma was... The person I was talking to about this said, well, Dharma was just a more successful American. You know, he did things on a, on a bigger scale than Nielsen. Because Nielsen sure, was officially um, a loser, wasn't he? Yeah, well, I mean, Nielsen worked, what, for the, in a job centre. I mean, Dharma sort of drifted. He had various jobs. Um, he worked in a sort of a, a blood lab. He was, but then he was laid off. He worked as a, it says he worked as a mixer at the Ambrosia Chocolate Factory in Milwaukee. Yum. <laughs> um... And and then when he was living in Milwaukee, he started to familiarise himself with the gay bars and sort of, you know, bathhouses and bookstores. <laughs> I love that, so familiarise so himself. And he, he is also known to have stolen a male mannequin from a store which he briefly used for sexual stimulation. So it's kind of like him getting himself, his, his own little fuck doll. <laughs> mm, I don't know anyone who's done that. <laughs> no, nor do I. <laughs> I don't know anyone um, who doesn't do that. Oh, maybe it's just me. <laughs> During his sexual encounters, he became frustrated at his partners moving during the sexual act. So he wanted them to stay dead still. So oh, who wants them alive? That was to kill them. <gasps> that was Dharma. Yeah, that's Dharma. Uh, they're so creepy. I think, I mean, these two the is, so I think this is a bit unfair because, I mean, as far as I can tell, they both murdered roughly the same number of people. Mm. And Nilsson, they, they both kind of were active from the late 70s, possibly the same year, even, 1978. Um, 
Nilsson was arrested in 83. Dharma wasn't sort of caught until 1991. So, I mean, people sort of say that, oh, Dennis Nilsson is the British Jeffrey Dharma. I actually think it should be that Jeffrey Dharma is the American Dennis Nilsson. Why? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> because well, we, because Nilsson is the first one we heard about. I mean, are you getting nationalistic <clears throat> about our offerings for serial? Well, not killers? so much that, but Nilsson was arrested in '83. Yeah. So his name was known from '83. Dharma wasn't arrested until 1991, and so, uh, you know, he was kind of like he's the second one. He's the new kid on the block, so to speak. That's true. That's true. I mean, uh, he answers on a postcard. Who do you think's the better one out of those two? <laughs> Who's your top gay serial killer? Who's your top former cop? Yeah, absolutely. What else do we want to talk about, Ben? Um, we forgot to talk about podcast, the special. Oh, my God. Four podcast, top podcasters the special. sound off. Tell me more. You tell me what we did. I'd like to hear it in your words. OK, so Victoria had this genius idea of oh, linking thanks. up with other... Pardon? Thanks. Oh, OK, you're welcome. Uh, Victoria had this genius idea of linking up with other true crime podcasters um which we did and it was we had a sort of like a i don't know like a kind of multi um, skype call pod off we had we, we had a mass pod <laughs> a, 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 safety a mass precautions were taken <laughs> yes a safe podding um so we linked up with um ariel who is um, malice podcast Chantel, who is lady justice Rob, who is fat, drunk, and stupid, and we had Don't a be so rude. A conflab. <laughs> he called himself that. Um, we kind of had a conflab of that, and um, yeah, it was, it was really interesting. Listen to some of that later once you've edited it, I suppose. Can I just say, rather than really interesting, I was absolutely buzzing from that, and um, what who I think might be interested, not just all of us who love podcasting, and it was a bit of a behind the scenes. So first of all, we're going to put it out visually as well, um, so you can have a look at your favourite podcasters. And uh, Ariel's known as Malice, so have a look at Malice Podcast. Uh, they are the work she does is amazing, and um, she's a, a quite a tour de force in the podcast community. Um, she's she's known by many and uh, loved and appreciated by many. As is Lady Justice, who you know because she's joined us before. So her and Rob from Fat, Drunk and Stupid. So look them up, Lady Justice, Fat, Drunk and Stupid, because they're all podcasts that I listen to regularly. They listen to us. So it's really nice to have that kind of cross-fertilisation. But also our quite different... MOs for podcasting as well as what we get out of it so if you're interested in all that I was that's why I was absolutely exhilarated by it all and it, it went um except for me cocking it all up technically um it went really swimmingly well and um I'd like to thank you guys because we we really love you and um we know we hope the feeling's mutual and it was fascinating inside of you on pod life Mm. ramble over okay, so that was good it was that wasn't a ramble at all it was to, a... to continue with the love i'd like to say thank you for all your follows and thank you for all your listens wherever you're listening right now i'd like to also thank for uh, the social media interactions that we've had i couldn't wish for a better bunch of people to be interested in us and i feel that we have to do our up bit to be worthy of what you give us because uh, listening up to us is a massive gift and we really appreciate it. Excellent. Except very, ben. very well said. Except Ben. Oh, no, I do appreciate it. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Through, through my streaming cold, I, I'm still appreciate. No, I, there are moments where I just have uh, to uh, sit COVID. back. 
<laughs> there are moments where I just have to sit back and take it all in because and um, when we spoke in the pod special which by the way will be released in the week of the 28th of September because those podcasters who I mentioned have got some really big projects which will be carrying our special along so that should lead you to listen to some of their projects which again if you're into all things pod you'll be very interested in all things true crime but uh Fat, Drunk and Stupid uh, isn't a true crime podcast. So if you're thinking of branching away from the topic, have a, have a listen to him because um, talking actually, he's a former cop. So um, he has something he in common That's true. with Dennis Nielsen. <laughs> but no, he does bring that. And, and actually Jeffrey Dahmer because he was, um, he's a, a veteran. So um, bringing fascinating stuff to the table. Anyway, I digress. Do we just need to remind people that they can um, oh, yeah. email us at ydlmf at gmail, sorry, ydlmfpodcast at gmail.com or they can follow us on Twitter at ydlmf. What's been your um, highlight of this podcast today, Ben? I think revisiting the uh, Ellibet case was fascinating because that was one that's always kind of like... Um, been tickling at the back of my mind of sort of that the, the interest of both you know what actually happened and of course how the legal system played out well I've got to say as soon as you sent me that I was like yes that's a definite and um and I just thought the titles were gonna flow with that I'm, I'm still toying that have a look at the title of this podcast episode 26 oh my god is it really it wow. is we're over our quarter century Pooh. Who would have thought? But um, well, hang on, mm. twenty-six. That's exactly six, that's exactly half a year, isn't it? Yep. Wow. Gosh. Who and... thunk it? Oh, I had a train of thought. Yes. <laughs> choo choo. <laughs> um, but yeah. Okay. Oh no, I'm going to think it after we put the phone down now. You were saying about what was your favourite moment of the podcast? Favourite moment? Yes, I didn't get mine. What's oh, your yes. favourite moment? No, the, 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 the um, potential titles that we could have. Oh, and go on, is it really terrible in the fact that I wanted to use the word MILF in the title? No, I don't think so. Although back in 2009, did people talk about MILFs? Yeah, I no, suppose they were did they? then, didn't they? I think they were, weren't they? they I don't Maybe think they just talked about them on certain now. forums online. <laughs> the specialist websites. <laughs> I remember. Actually, I remember the first time I heard the phrase was when a cameraman colleague of mine, who I won't name, to spare his blushes. Oh, go on. <laughs> but he said, have you seen a website called milfhunter.com? <laughs> and Ben hasn't been off it since. <laughs> <laughs> boom boom <laughs> oh do you think Colin Sutton goes on that I don't, don't know but you can ask him not me do you think he I takes the website... wrong turn at Manhunter <laughs> I know which website you're on I'm on the Manhunter <laughs> you're a dilf <laughs> you know grandpa more like <laughs> gilf <laughs> on that note Happy we days. love you so much thank you for listening to us Bye. Bye.